was it? I didn't have uh, any posters that stand out in my immediate memory, but I'm a 90s girl. Right. And mm. so... Yeah, I know where this is going. So... <laughs> well, I was say, the say which street this is about to turn on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I uh, was the prime age when boy bands became a thing. Right, right. And I was an NSYNC girl. And oh, so, okay. So my... Somehow I knew you were going to say that. Kelsey had his money on Backstreet over there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. I actually exactly. did not grow to appreciate the Backstreet Boys. They seem a little like, older for you. Maybe five years. <laughs> what about a 98 Degrees? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Never been. Give me just one night. No. Oh, no, no. Child. Other than that one song they did for Mulan. You gotta be true to your heart. Yes, that was <laughs> true to your heart. Kelsey's killing it right Okay, now. okay. So, <laughs> so, which, so which NSYNC member? Yeah. Specifically. I could never settle on just one. I oh. think if oh. you if you ask you me wanted now, all of them. No, well, no. you wanted your Justin Timberlakes, your Lance Basses, Actually, no. your Joey Fat Ones, Fatone. <laughs> <laughs> I I would flip back and forth no. a lot between it's Lance still and JC. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I fuss with JC actually a lot, like because he was on America Best Dance Crew. Mm-hmm. He was like the Scotty Pippen of NSYNC, and people didn't <laughs> want to give him his pro- proper respects. And that's a that's a sports person that I know. Yes, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. um, Kels, what about you? Uh, who who stole your young heart and uh, made it their own? Man, there's been a lot of them. I'm sorry. I no, to- go ahead. I totally just. Ooh. I go, know go. who it is. Go, go. You know. Who- <laughs> I know who it is. It's Brink. Brink. Oh. <laughs> I mean, this is very topical. You put that gif out there. I, I shared it, and all the all the emotions came back. I oh, I shared that shit too. <laughs> it's soul skating. Yeah. Soul skate. You skate from your soul, man. Doesn't matter if your dad's out of work and Doesn't your family it. needs the money and someone's offering to pay you to do what you love, you don't sell out. No. No, no, no. no. You're you're a soul skater for life. Yeah. Skating is free. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, who was it for you, Kels? Um Damn. I got oh, there's multiple stories. But no, I'm going to go with one in particular. So with one. So with one. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine was uh, well in high school. It was definitely um Nelly Furtado. I had her picture from a Rolling Stone, several of her pictures from Rolling Stone in my locker. And when I found out that she was actually pregnant and married, that literally crushed me. I was felt some type of way. Like, <laughs> yo. You felt betrayed. I felt, I was sitting like. The heart shattered it was like, a little bit. Aw, like, what? You're like, looking at that the poster and you're picking up the pieces of your own heart. Exactly. <laughs> I just looked in my locker and just stared at it like. Dreams don't come true. You, know? uh, you were like, the original Lizzo talking to Nelly Furtado saying you could have had a bad bitch. Yes. <laughs> you could have had a bad bitch. I was a bad bitch back in my head. I guess if we're talking high school, for me, it, it was um, Lindsay Lohan circa Mean Woo, Girls. Me. And uh, Herbie Fully Loaded Woo. is what did it for me. Herbie Fully Loaded. I mean, as a kid, I watched Parent Trap and I was like... There's two of her. Yo. This is amazing. Yo. You find out it's one person, you find out she's twice as talented, Yo. which means she did a, twice as many drugs when she uh, Lindsay, got, got into the limelight. Lindsay Lohan, Mean Girls, that was a moment down. in time. I've always had a bad for redheads. One of the reasons I watched Mean Girls way not too much. Not bad. Not bad. Also, that's when she dropped Rumors off her debut album. That shit was fire. If you don't fuck with rumors, you need to go listen. <laughs> Lizzie Lohan had a music career. She had that. They she all had, had music. She careers. had over, which is a jam too. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan was on my list. So was Ashley Simpson back then and there. Pieces oh. of me, pieces of me is still my jam. Um, L O V E. The Missy Elliott remix is a smash. 
and I didn't oh, steal. Missy. I didn't take oh, your boyfriend. Missy. That shit is a classic. Uh, yeah. And that was her response to Lindsay Lohan talking shit about her because she was again with Wilder Vamarez at the time. <laughs> hey, hey, man, he was out there doing that Yo Mama show, which For real, was, exactly. took everyone by surprise. And I, I know y'all didn't tune in to get all that random pop information from the heyday, but that's why my brain is filled of useless <laughs> knowledge. Well, now now that our hormones are all uh, set in, oh, let's go ahead and up. get the, uh, the, the episode yeah, yeah, started. Yeah, yeah. Hey everyone, oh, wow, how's it going? Uh, welcome to another episode of Escaping Podcast. The best podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between. And by everything in between, he obviously means those moments when you realize your star crush has moved on without you, without ever yeah. really, really knowing your name. Uh, today, <laughs> today we are talking about spooky, supernatural, and yeah. uh, horror elements in Ooh. comics, media, and our lives. Uh, I'm Daniel, as always. Uh, to my right, I've got... Kells for show, a.k.a. Hocus Focus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for those of you, you that don't know Kelsey... You gotta drop some more. He's, uh, he's, he's got glasses, he's got class, he's got style, he's got finesse. He's the man. Of the your dreams. <laughs> Across the table from us, we have... Uh, <laughs> who are you? Tashina. I <laughs> work with Daniel at Escape Velocity and wear many, many hats at this store. You do wear a lot mm. of hats. I do. You have your, your flat bills, yeah. your beanies. All of them. All the hats. The, the managerial one without the title. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Well, But let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> the early 2000s I, trucker hat. Get that pay raise. I, I, I get that pay raise. myself... The social media manager. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've also got John here. He'll be doing some uh, some sketch work. He might yeah. chime in from time to time. But uh, how you doing, John? I'm still just John. Oh uh, man, you were quiet over there. I'm mostly an observer. <laughs> he will be watching us creepily <laughs> as we move our mouths and make sounds. Jeepers with him. creepers. Uh, so spooky, supernatural, and uh, horror elements, guys. What are some of your favorite stories? What are some ones that really uh, dug in deep on you? Well, all of us are fresh out of Ice Cream Man Book Club, mm -hmm. and um, I'm excited to talk about that in a much smaller group. Oh my god, it, it, was, <laughs> yes. it was crazy. All three of it us was. were there, and uh, when everyone starts making the same points for two hours, it gets a little, uh, what's the word I would use? Uh, you should read volume three. That's, that's, all that, <laughs> that's all that was said. And the rockers stuck. Uh, <laughs> tell me about Ice Cream Man. Well, well and I mean, two on book club. It, that is the absolute first time that we've ever had somebody drop a spoiler like that. Oh, my God. Um, so that was a little... You know, it, it, it's... Um, I I saw Alex, you know, the, the gears in her head turning, and then when she said it, she's like, oh, or maybe he's not this thing, or that thing. Maybe he's just a goblin. Right. But, uh, <laughs> who, who, who is he? And uh, uh, So the, the Ice Cream Man is um, this really great, like, almost anthology horror series that um, gets a little too real at times, uh, but it's, yes. it gives you that, that Twilight Zone, Tales from the Crypt mm -hmm. kind of feel in that every issue is definitely its own episode, but there is this overarching storyline to the right, whole thing right. um, that you start to learn that it all takes place in the, in the same town and that there are at least two uh, main characters that are reoccurring. Now we know we never get to find out what the town's name is. I don't think it's nowhere. No, Would it be safe to assume that this is Flavor Town? Thirty One Flavor Town. Mm. No, bad joke. <laughs> you could bask in robbiness of our joy right now. <laughs> 
Thank you, Kel. Oh, <laughs> man. What about you, Kel? Same page. Same page. Um, as far as like uh, spooky stories, um, there was a comic book written by um, Scott Snyder that came out like maybe six, seven years ago called Witches. It was pretty um, like dark. It had the mystery. Um, the story is very dense. Um, not dense, but it's like I'm trying to figure out the best way. It's there's a lot of little pieces without me sitting here explaining it that take up like a whole podcast. But that's a whole other episode. Exactly, it's saying. a whole yeah. other episode. But I guess the short version of it is that a father is trying to protect his daughter from supernatural creatures that live in the woods, and his daughter is. Um, not sacrificed, but given up to um, to them as a tribute. So if you give up to uh, if you give them a person to um, possess, then you have good fortune um, bestowed upon you. Okay. And now his fa- now the father is trying to go find his daughter and rescue him from these quote unquote witches. But they're not like your traditional witches with like broomsticks and wands and noses. These are, like these creatures right, that feed right. on the fear. But at the same time. For some reason, um, you forget them. Like you, they make you forget they exist. Okay. So it's hard mm. to convince people that they're there, and you're not just making this shit up. Because like, no, they play on people's um, paranoia and fears. Yeah. Damn. Okay. okay. That's. I mean, you you've been telling me to check that one out for a while. Yeah, yeah. and it's only like six issues. So. Okay. Does that seem like that's kind of something that's kind of built in, or you think they are actually playing on the fears? No, they're actually playing on the fears because. That's how they get, like, that's how they smell you. They can smell the fear on you. Like, it's one of those type things. It's so almost it's like, like a... like it shit? Yeah, it's like a pheromone, but they're not, like, space spiders or anything weird. Like, well, <laughs> they're still weird, but it's not like that. It's, like, this homegrown, like, rural, southern, like, wise tale type feel to the book. Okay. And I think that's okay. part of the reason why I liked it, too, because being from the South, you hear these stories, like, you see a creepy tree... But it's just a tree, but then it's like, is it? Like, it looks it, like right. it could have been alive at once. And It's one of those things where when you don't put your laundry away on the chair, yes, it, it, it turns, changes. It turns into the monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the um, book you just gave me, um, someone's... Something is killing the children. Something is killing the children. Wow, and I am very super about close it. close vibe and feel mm-hmm. artistically... And, like, the nature of the story and tone to um, witches. So one that I really want to talk about is uh, Lock and Key. That's by Joe Hill. It's uh, Stephen King's son. He doesn't write under the same last name. Because, oh, word. Yeah, he wanted to make his own name for himself, which I, I really oh, respect. Kind of like Nicolas Cage did. Yeah, he doesn't want to be a Coppola. Yes. But, and he uh, just came out and shitted on Marvel movies, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, <laughs> did you know that his cousin is Jason Schwartzman? Word. Yeah, but that's not what this is about. Although he will Wait. find familial ties in Lock and Key. Does he hate Marvel movies because his son did two of them? Uh, maybe. <laughs> is that why? But, he uh, in Lock and Key, there, there's a family that go back to uh, the house where the the father grew up. Father's been murdered, and uh, they discover these keys that unlock all sorts of crazy shit. But there's also the father's murderer still lurking. What happens? What will they unlock? You've read Lock and Key. The great thing about Lock and Key is that um, as much as you're you're faced with, like, the new exciting adventures, if you can call them adventures, I guess. I would absolutely yeah, call them adventures. That these kids go through is that not only are they fighting dangers inside of these doors and dangers outside as far as their father's murders, but mm-hmm. uh, each one of them were, like, traumatized in different ways or changed in different ways from their father's witnessing their father's murder and being right, a part of it. right. Um, that they are, have these like inner demons that they're battling too. 
So it makes it it's it's it that surprising amount of depth. And right. In researching Lock and Key a little bit, I um, had read that Joe Hill actually intended for this to be a much smaller series. Mm. He only wanted it to be like a six-part series, but then he figured out he could not tell this story <laughs> in that many like issues. Like, he needed a little bit more. Yes. And those paychecks yeah. look real good. Yeah. <laughs> well, and w- one of the things I love about it is um, even when the horror elements are happening, there's still the, the family bonds. Like, you, you get those real moments between siblings that... I don't know if Joe Hill has siblings or not, but he actually writes it pretty damn well for someone who may or may not have, you know, brothers or sisters. Um, Let's go ahead and go back to the origin real quick of uh, horror in comics, because it's not a new thing. In fact, it it was one of the foundation blocks for when comics first started. Uh, And a lot of people would say that um, horror comics really started with EC, Eerie Comics, and and, uh, Creepy. Um, it, which is, you know, became later Tales from the Crypt. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay. um, they had been printing them and the g- gaining popularity among almost everybody. Right, um, right. Until some, like, stuck-up, uptight... Guys with uh, too much time on their hands and a whole yes. lot of Jesus on the brain. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, they began thinking that, you know, it was... Somebody had a rain on the parade. Well, of course, they, like, they, they censored you? the hell out of them. For real. But like, this was, again, one of the foundations of comics. You would have scary comics. You would have romantic comics. Sometimes they were both. Most of the time they were Cowboy both. Western. Cowboy Westerns. Before Capes. Yes. This was this was a big part of it. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, they did eventually find a way to get around that. Um, when did that happen? Well, because originally the comics were being printed in color, and so they managed to print more horror comics when they started printing them in black and white because mm-hmm. then they could technically say that they were intended for an older audience. And sure, older. sure, sure. So, yeah. I mean, that's where where it started. It did struggle, and um, those comics in particular have um, had a lot of licensing issues, and uh, it's just a, it's a mess. But. Right. Well, it was the 70s, right, when that uh, really made its resurgence back into uh, comics as a medium. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So, where has that taken us nowadays, guys? As far as comics, um, there definitely is a resurgence now, I could say, for, like, Marvel. I don't know if it's a coincidence. Like like, like, like you said, the Supernatural and the horror comics uh, got, like, the resurgence the first go-around in, like, the 70s. And that's also the year, um, the decade we got Blade and Ghost Rider, two of Marvel's most prominent um, supernatural characters with the horror element, you know, a flaming skull and a man that's a half vampire. Right, right. And now that we have, you know, I mentioned a little bit earlier, Nicolas Cage did give us two Ghost Rider movies. Wesley Snipes gave us the Blade trilogy, which was the precursor for modern day superhero movies in general. That was like the catalyst oh, that yeah. paved the way for the X Man, that paved the way for Spider Man, that paved the way for everything else after that. But now that Marvel, uh, especially like the MCU, is forever expanding, they're going to have to start figuring out new stories to tell and new genres to tackle. And the supernatural element is one area that they really want to start putting their foot into. And that's why we're getting a new Blade movie with Mahershala Ali. Um, Ghost Rider, the series has been in development. 
I heard it got canceled, but now they might be making that a movie, and he did appear in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I think you could look into that for us, like the Marvel side. Then with DC, they they have been constantly putting out Constantine material since the show surprisingly got canceled by NBC. Mm-hmm. They brought it back on Legends tomorrow. Um, he had a standalone animated movie, a Justice League Dark animated movie, and now that Justice League Dark is getting a sequel coming out next year. So, And, and also uh, the Keanu Reeves movie. I can't forget that. Sure. That was my first... Um, introduction into Constantine. I knew nothing about him, but after I saw that movie, I was like, "Gotta go with it." That go that was it. a good character, and Keanu did his thing too. Outside of him not really being British, but he nailed the character, the characteristics, the attitude. I think was very well represented. Well, and it's the same guy who uh, has been playing him recently, who's also doing the voice acting for the cartoon, right? Yes, that's some uh, some uh, what is it? That Matthew Lillard kind of level of commitment to a sure. role. Yes, <laughs> Shaggy from Scooby Doo. For those of you who are uncultured Philistines, <laughs> uh, or I know that guy from Hackers, <laughs> or that guy that got killed in Scream, or the uh, blue-haired uh, Mohawk man from SLC Punk. But um, <laughs> so really, Marvel and DC both I think have we really some just really... like ran down the IMDb. Of- Right there. Uh, Some really rich characters in their supernatural like realms, and Constantine in particular is is an interesting one because he's he can cross publishers technically. Right, he's all over the place. Yes, so so it would be if they ever chose to to develop that more, it would it could be really quite interesting in genre bending. Well, there's also the fact that supernatural doesn't necessarily mean scary. That's true too. Like we've also got the Master of Mysticism. Yes. Dr. Stephen Strange. Yes. And those, that, that was a fun movie. That wasn't necessarily scary in any way, unless you were five. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, too, that you brought up um, Constantine um, crossing, um, not necessarily genres, but um, labels or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a rumor that he might pop up in the Lucifer TV series, since you know DC owns Vertigo and all that. And like you said, Dr. Strange was mysticism. Like There's other ways to do supernatural, like you said, without being... Fangs and claws and blood and guts and gore. Although when the fangs and the blood and the claws and the butts and the bubbles come in to play, sometimes <laughs> it can be really good in these supernatural stories. And one that I know that you know about that I really like to talk about is Hellboy. Hellboy. Hellboy is so good. Hellboy is so good. Um, I mean, I've, uh, I've always had like such a great appreciation for the art in itself, but when you have a book that pairs art so stylistically well oh with the God. writing it's the perfect mixture like it's if you want to get into comics hellboy is an amazing place to start because it's it's not it doesn't have that horror element you could certainly be distressed by some of what's in there but it has this deeper way of like striking home because you can see that despite that hellboy is a demon uh, he's constantly struggling with his humanity and yes. his duty to protect. It's it's a fantastic story. So you're saying for someone new to comics, you would tell them to go to Hellboy? No. Straight to Hellboy. <laughs> yeah? yeah? Where would they start? Where would they start? Uh, do you have any kind of recommendation for... Uh, well, of destruction, right? Well, yeah, exactly. And, and um, recently they've done a really great job in um, reformatting them into Omnibus, so... You can start with the first omnibus and get the whole story. And the great thing is that they've reprinted them in the like chronological order that they mm. that the events occur in, as opposed to mm-hmm. the I way mean, you got them presented in the story. Right. Okay. Well, that's and, what's up. And Hellboy is one of those ones that does have a big following because of the movies, and then 
<laughs> then there was that David Harbour movie. Wait, 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 wait. That, Good question. That, it, it, oh, tried, David it tried, it tried David really, Harbour. really hard to be something that came before it and better than what came before it. But much like many things, it didn't live up to. Uh, yeah, the bless height. his heart. Did you did you go and see it in theaters? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, I did not. I did not. Uh, I, I have a big problem with um, how I have nothing against David Harbour. I love him. I think he's great. Um, but he's the grouch. He, he yeah, is the grouch. He's the, he's the, he's yeah. the hero that Sesame Street needs. Um, but I just did not like the effects that they used to create Hellboy. I did not like the look of him, and that was enough to kind of turn me off from wanting to pay money to see the movie. Well, I can wait. And this was supposed to be a, uh, a darker, grittier take on Hellboy, but then it had a Guardians of the Galaxy-type trailer for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. it felt like that was the humor they was going for, because when <coughs> Guillermo del Toro directed those, so he had that humor, but that wasn't the driving point. It was more like the heart, which was Hellboy. Mm-hmm. That made those almost a family-friendly horror movie. Like, it felt... Monster Squad ish, like right, right. in that realm, like these are these freaks, these monsters, but they're here for a purpose that is good. Like you don't think they're here to do. You think they're here to destroy the world. Well, technically he was, but that's not what he's going to do. And but when you know the remake, I was watching. It's like I, I watched it. I didn't pay for it. No, I found it somewhere illegally. I'm being one hundred. Oh no, <laughs> Kelsey. It on is this our family that. show? This yeah. is our family show, Kelsey. Hey, family's had secrets, too. For all of you kids out there listening, I, I just got to say, make sure that you don't um, re-upload after you've torrented, because that's how they'll get you. Just download it and then delete the file. I didn't say you. I didn't say be like me. <laughs> you never said you were a role model. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just a model. <laughs> Citizen. But, um, but yes, um, but the new Hellboy, they were going way more comedic. Um, I saw the vision. There was a good film in there. I think they had a. If they had a better budget, it would at least look better. And then some of the action sequences wasn't weren't well shot. The action was subpar, definitely compared to the first two. So that would be my biggest critique. But as far as um, Hellboy himself, I think he did a good rendition of Hellboy. It's just like the movie wasn't. Well, it's much like a point I always like to make that Zoe Deschanel is not to blame. For how bad of a movie Tin Man is. Tin Man wasn't even a movie. It was a miniseries on sci-fi. Yeah, it was a bad miniseries and no, barely it was, that. It was not. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel's fantastic. Tin Man was, was good. Oh, my really? God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I also enjoyed Alice. Okay. I, I didn't Alice watch Alice. Alice was fun. I, 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 Tin Man was hot garbage. Tin Man was not... Listener, the Munchkins were a bunch of Oompa Loompas. So right <laughs> the Munchkins were a bunch of Oompa Loompas still wild well, out there know, before Wonka Well, you know, if you only had a brain, maybe you could have got the message they were trying to convey. I guess I, the... I wasn't courageous enough to make it through that god-awful movie. Well, if I only had a heart, I wouldn't have I would have cared more about your feelings. Oh. Just... Don't the... step all over my shit with your ruby red intentions. Hey. Um, so let's, let's switch gears here real quick. Um, we went a little deep there, guys. We went a little deep. Uh, let's switch gears here real quick, and uh, let's talk about mundane things or, or known uh, genres or stories that have got tweaked a little bit to fit the macabre, like Marvel Zombies, Afterlife with Archie, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, mm-hmm. Jughead the Hunger, mm-hmm. Jughead as a werewolf. Mm-hmm. How come oh, no one thought about. about that? Yeah. And now Vampironica. Vampironica. Uh, Vampironica. Blossom, yeah. Blossom 666. 
Oh right, yeah. yeah. I forgot about there's that. There's a whole yeah. there's a whole subset. That RT universe are... is crazy. That's why it always baffles me. Baffles me, but at the same time makes me laugh about people that like to shit on Riverdale. I'm like. If you know about the Archie comics, they have all these different spinoffs. There's one where Archie fights the Predator. Yes. Archie teams up with the Punisher. Yes. Like, there's a lot of weird shit. Preach. About these kids that are trapped in the 50s and 60s. Jughead's been wearing a crown for 45 years. Exactly. And eating hamburgers what with no diabetes, no diabetes, no high blood pressure. No. He still had both his feet. So it's like one of those things. He's like, just hanging out of Burger King. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Eat your heart out, Wilfred Brimrow. If Riverdale's not your jam, don't worry about it. There's other Archie shit out there for you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great because you have a sandbox of characters that have been known yes. from classic comic book days where it's like Bazooka Joe shit, you know? Oh, yeah. And um, then you're like, oh, yeah, well, what happens if, you know, Jughead's dog gets hit by a car and Sabrina uses the Necronomicon to bring him back? Because she has that. She's Word. a witch. She is not just like they're making Harvey fall in love with her or addicting herself to pancakes. Remember that episode? <laughs> that was wild. Um, Clatu Verona It's a whole thing, and yes. uh, it was wonderfully done. Yeah. Now the guy who did, the guy who, who wrote that, I can't think of his name right now. Probably something like beautiful McWriting Hands. He also uh, is in charge of the uh, CW verse of Archie. Um, if you're referring to Roberto Aga, Aga, Roberto what? Arguella. Um it's an AG Aguiara. Aguiara. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Roberto. We'll just yeah, call him Roberto. Roberto. Yes. Robbie. Yes. Hey, Robbie. I got it written down. <laughs> I don't know which order roll in that bitch. <laughs> uh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um Sabrina, the chilling adventures of Sabrina is a comic book. Uh, spinoff from the Archieverse, and if, a lot of people didn't even know that the original '90s TV ser- um, series starring Melissa Joan Hart mm. was an ad- adaptation of the comic book. So now, when it debuted on Netflix, you had all this um, nostalgia vibes coming back, and all these older fans of the original coming in, thinking they're gonna get a piece of their childhood. Wrong. No. No. This is not for you. This ain't. This ain't your witch. It's almost as bad as those guys who got angry that She-Ra wasn't super sexualized, even though she's a teenager. For real. That's a. That's a whole nother can of worms. That's another episode where for we real. go in and piss off the people who don't want us to tell them the truth. First off, what I ain't gonna say all <laughs> that. But I'm saying like, he's a grown podcast. man complaining about She-Ra. Bruh, yeah, right, stop. Right. It's not for you. You're it's for a, women's. You're a grown adult complaining about another teenage serial drama about a witch when you are in your 40s. Exactly. Grow the fuck up. For real. Enjoy, enjoy it for what it is or don't. But don't sit here and say this is that. It's not supposed to be that. If you want the original Sabrina, watch it. Yes. It's that. Simple. There are ways to do it. Like Kelsey said, illegally download whatever you want, kids. Exactly. There are no com- there, there's no ramifications. There's no consequences. No. The government, if they can't see you, they can't get you. True. Yeah, we're going to get really Alex Jones on got, this shit. I do not vouch. <laughs> we, we just got a little clickbaity. <laughs> If they don't see you, they can't catch you. I guess the, the only thing that I'd, I'd say about Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is that uh, if you thought that the TV show was bad, the comic is is worse in terms of its... In like, a good way. In a great in, way, In a fantastic yes. way. Yes. But Ooh. we did run into an issue uh, oh. most comic book stores did. I want to say it was last Halloween. <sighs> Halloween Comic Fest 2018. Ooh. They gave us a, a free copy of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina to put out with the rest of the books. It was 
rated for kids and young like, teens. The contents were not for kids, no. not oh, for young not teens. There what was this nipples? whole thing. Oh, there were naked folks. I think at one point her yeah. dad was trying to have sex with her. Oh, yeah, because her dad's the devil. Yes. He's yeah. been trying to smash. <laughs> but but it was a whole nightmare where everyone's like, right way to phrase that, parents saw the name Sabrina on there, and they're like, oh, wow. I grew up with Sabrina. She has a talking cat. Yeah. <laughs> nah, Salem don't, well, I, I know in the series he doesn't talk. He just transforms into some type of monster and fucks shit up off screen, mm-hmm. which I'm pissed about. But that's never here nor there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's a big difference between the original and this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and so worth picking up if you're not, if you haven't already checked it out. And it did go, like, out of stock for a really long time. Uh, like, it sold out immediately. Same thing with Afterlife with Archie. Those two were just... Wow. Gone. Yep. Yep. Well, so we, we, we have that one. And then uh, Marvel Zombies, which was by Robert Kirkman, mm-hmm. who, oh, if you don't know who Robert Kirkman now. is, is the Walking Dead Walking guy. Dead. Which... We have a whole special plan for you guys. We're going to do a very in-depth look on yeah. Walking Dead, the comic book, the video game, the, the, the TV, TV series, show, of course. The, the fan art. The uh, spin-off series. <laughs> Pregnant Carl is my favorite fan art. Yo! <laughs> what? <laughs> so, um, don't Say worry, we're going to get that. Robert Say Kirkman. Robert Kirkman. Um, <laughs> Carl! <laughs> He's got to cut the baby out of himself this time. What did I tell you? So, um... He did uh, the the Marvel's Marvel Zombies, which uh, you you know the history of Marvel Zombies, Kelsey. Yes, um, Marvel Zombies is an interesting um, concept in itself, but it didn't start in its own series. It started as a spinoff of a story in the Ultimate Fantastic Four book. I want to say issue five or ten. It was very early in the run. Only reason I bought the comic because Matt Needle was on the cover holding like a limp Reed Richards in his hand. It's like. Magneto fucking up the Fantastic Four. I gotta buy this book. Open it up. They're on an alternate Earth, and Magneto is trying to protect these people from these zombies. I'm like, okay, but then you find out they're also superheroes that have been affected by this zombie virus, and one of the last survivors is Magneto. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit. So now he's saving people. Yeah, he's saving Homo uh, sapiens. Sapiens, rather than Homo superior. superior. Exactly. It's like, oh shit, word. It's incredible. And of course, he <laughs> dies at the end, but it's like it was a good read. Then. Spoilers. Spoilers. Oh my Spoilers. bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> but then we get the history in uh, yeah. in the the Marvel Zombies uh, number one. Yes. And you see Peter Parker come home. Aunt May and Mary Jane are there, and they're like, "Oh, Peter, are you okay?" And he goes, "Not today." And he bites them, and he eats Mary Jane, and eats Aunt May, and he's he's just riddled with guilt for the rest of his time as a zombie, which is classic Peter Parker, right? You know, it's like get over it. Everyone's a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> we all have dead uncles, okay? And then it was a funny thing too, because in um, really Mark like Miller's transitioned that into something <laughs> even sadder. Bum, bum, bum. I, I mean, if it helps, I was going to say something totally and entirely inappropriate. Yes, you're welcome to the show, Tashina. Please, get, let us hear it. I'll set you up again. We all have dead uncles. No, Am I right? Am I, I right? That's not technically, that maybe? No. Um, you, 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 I mean, technically, Peter was just... Uh, fulfilling his deepest desires, and don't act like neither one of or either one of you have wanted to eat Mary Jane either. Oh, and the new Aunt May as well. Whoa, oh, Marisa Tomei. Well, <laughs> I'm always hungry. <laughs> she's, she's, she's very pretty. She's, she's, she's a very pretty lady. She's a very she's a, she's she a snack for show. <laughs> yeah. Some eating. people have described me the Hi. same way, like a hostess treat. Oh, <laughs> I'm chunky and bad for you. 
Because you're like kind of yellow and filled with cream. Nope. 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 All of my body parts are not jaundiced, and uh, ah. <laughs> the cream filling is optional. <laughs> we are making terrible jokes right now. Tis the season to get spooky, and what's scarier out there than thinking about Daniel naked? Not much. That's true. <laughs> Now I want to gouge out my own eyes. I know, but you're still imagining it. You're going to gouge out the eyes of your brain? I don't think so. Uh, so <laughs> My third eye is blind. We've got spooky. <laughs> we've got supernatural. We've got horror. Where have you guys seen just bad horror be done in these mediums? What is, what is mm. something that tried hard to be good at scaring or dealing with the mysticism and has fallen short? Um, I have a very, like large love-hate relationship with a series that's currently going on called A Walk Through Hell. Oh, uh, yeah. It's Garth Ennis. Um, Which is hit who, or miss. He can be hit or miss, but he's known for um, that, that like, gore aspect. Preacher, and, Punisher or, Max, yeah. um, loads of other stuff. Um, well, he did The Boys, didn't he? He did do oh, The Boys. Oh, he did The Boys, yeah. yes. he did. So, oh, I mean, you know, he's known for kind of that, like, Actiony or like action-packed, right? Gore and violence, and um, a walk through hell. I really love in like concept? The, its concept. Yes, it's great on. Paper. So it's the concept of walk through hell, the sequel to Mandy Moore's A Walk to Remember. Like <laughs> you see what happened to her after right. the fact. This time everyone has cancer but her. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this point, I honestly Mandy can't. Mandy Moore still sucks. <laughs> oh, no. Mandy Moore, I know you're one of our big listeners out there. And John didn't mean that. No, he, no, he meant it, but we don't mean it. Please continue giving to our Patreon. I'm still missing sure, you yeah, like candy. Yeah, yeah. But, Patreon first. Mandy, whatever. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. A walk through hell. I can't even really tell you what it's about at this point because, I mean, it... it, it has gotten to the point where it almost doesn't make any it sense. It started knowing what it's, it was. Yes, it did. And it was two very was real great. elements. And then And then it just I mean, it just it's a lot of rambling. It's a lot of like the ju- dialogue walls. Yes. And um like that distorted sense of time. Mm-hmm. Like you never know if this took place before the present or after. Right. Or, or what is the present? Yeah. I mean, it's... Like on some Westworld shit. Kind of, kind of. Yeah. Except yeah. this one's doing it in a way where you woke up on a roller coaster underwater and it just keeps bringing you up for a second of air then saying, well, you don't know right. what's going on. Well, and, and it's gotten to the point too where like those great like page, like you turn the page and there's this splash of right, something right. like really crazy and like, what the fuck is going on that's that's literally all it has going for it at this point that's the only thing that's the only payoff in mm-hmm. each issue is uh trying to figure out what the next big scare is gonna be well and we we came to the end of uh i guess you'd call it the first season of a walk through hell mm-hmm. i don't want any more <laughs> i don't think i need any more either <laughs> i think i'm good i, I yeah. walked enough through hell exactly <laughs> exactly my feet are tired it's like you're walking barefoot through broken glass micro machines and uh like wet, oily noodles. Not 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 wet by water, but oily. Okay. And there goes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, but Kelsey, what's something that has failed you in that genre? You know, um, with me particular, uh, as far as comic books, I can't say that there's any I read that I didn't like because I normally buy what I already like. So I don't have too many instances of picking up anything that I don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. So if there was something that somebody recommended to me in the supernatural um, genre and I picked up, I was probably going to like. But 
Stepping outside of comic books real quick, I'm a, <laughs> I would just like to... Um, um, Brave New World. Yes, I just want to note a fact about a TV series known as Pretty Little Liars. Um, they try to incorporate ghost and mysticism into the series involving the murder of a girl that you find out that isn't murdered. And then they had the audacity to create a spinoff series called Rosewood, where it's all about the spookiness of the town and how there's a spirit that comes alive every couple of years and kidnaps kids just to justify the fact that the killer in the Pretty Little Liar series could have been a ghost. <laughs> and that the whole time they were seeing a ghost throughout the whole series, which was idiotic and dumb right. and they never explained. And that's one of the many reasons I hate. But you're but still love watching it. No, you're no, I, I, I stopped watching it for a whole season. I began. It started off good for season three to four when they didn't make Ezra's nasty little ass um, a. But that's a whole nother bag of worms. I'm just gonna leave that there. So it's kind of like when they thought they killed uh, the Christ and he came back, and uh, then they had that spinoff with all the uh, that one apostle, and uh, it kind of retconned some shit that happened. Yes, before. and then they had. That's the, why I stopped watching. Then they had what was it? Um, <laughs> The second, um, the Old Testament. Yeah. Uh, Revelation like the, was cool, but it felt like a lot of people. It was like the Dragon Ball. G- it all in. It was like the Dragon Ball G- here <laughs> for at least a week. That's why I start, stopped watching. That's the why Bible. I stopped watching the Bible. Oh, it got convoluted, you know. You don't watch it when you live it. <laughs> there was time travel at one point. Oh Come shit! On. But isn't lifetime travel? Oh, oh shit! What if we're the aliens? Existential. Space is the black hole. We are in it already, man. <laughs> <I'm telling you. laughs> For me, um, one that I, I, I really, really, really tried to get into and could not. Just, it wasn't for me. And you know what? Sorry. Preacher. Mm. Okay. Okay. I like it as a concept. Word. I read it when I was younger. I enjoyed it as a teenager who was like, edgelord, yeah, you know what, angels and demons and fucking <laughs> and As an adult, I'm like, this has a lot of good ideas. Yeah. It is kind of like a like a bad early Tarantino movie. It, it is a bad oh. early Tarantino movie yeah. from start to finish. Exactly. Have you watched the series? Exactly. The series is great. Okay. I'm talking about the books. The series, I'm just, I'm just, just oh, yeah, the series is fantastic. Okay. Dominic, uh... That guy. That's played, um... O- O'Brien. That's not his name. Um, <laughs> that played, um, Young Stan Lee? He, no, 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 not Young Stan Lee. Young, um, um... Howard Stark. Howard Stark. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, he Dominic Cooper. Cooper Dominic yes. Cooper is great in the show. The book I went back to reread just recently, and I got to the second volume. Same. And I was like, "Yep, I don't care anymore. I yeah. just don't care anymore." Also, there's only so many times, and this is just me personally, when the main character or someone involved with the main character refers to someone as a cunt, and like it's just it's like, "Oh, you're only talking about the woman that way," or you're kind of chauvinistic, or "Oh, there's that dude's dick, and this is about to be a really awful rape scene." I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So, Kelsey, you were about to rebut that. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say, playing devil's advocate, sometimes cunts are women. Sometimes <laughs> cunts are all of us. I know. Is that so, the most we've said that word on this show? Yeah, because that's like a white word. We don't really use that in the black oh, community. I'm so, so honored to be your so, first female guest. Oh, no! <laughs> that's why, like, low-key, like, I didn't the know. The inaugural use 
I will C-word. happily be the male cunt in this. <laughs> See, thank you. But no, like, I, that I was a... Cr- share. We're on the same team, guys. We're that, the same team, everybody. Now we need you to say it. Because so that, <laughs> that, that really is like a cultural thing, too. Like, I didn't know that was a big deal. Like, I, Sure. If you're like, outside of Australia, yeah, yes. Like, if okay. you're in Australia, everything is permissible because like, the animals are trying to kill you. For real. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's a word, but we don't... You, I don't yeah. Yeah. Dude, I like opinion, who's one of those <laughs> every <laughs> single every what? single deadly snake on one fucking island is a cunt <laughs> <laughs> that's Australia for you guys Right. You're not wrong. I'm just saying, like anything that tries to bite you and inject you with venom. Okay, uh, let's, <laughs> on, let's bring it back around. So, preacher, I I didn't like the book because it felt like a um, almost like reading Frank Miller's stuff after he was mugged. Does that make oh. sense? Yeah. It, it's hmm. it's very. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to call it edgy because it's not edgy. It's just angry, and with no purpose. With no purpose. Yeah. Other than, you know, uh, reaffirming someone else's bias. Mm. Well, so I had been doing this countdown um, on on the store's social media where um, I'm kind of featuring 13 different horror comics. 13 days, 13 stories. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 13th which, reason why you should listen. Scooby-Doo well, and the 13 ghosts. And, and it, 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 13 ghosts. 13th our, century okay, Hungry Ghosts where, was originally a story in Japan on scrolls. Where is our 13 Ghosts comic book? Uh, Word, because that thread <laughs> came you. back when it was like, we need a 13 Ghosts Netflix yeah. series playing the Ghosts. Like, well, okay. They kind of did it in a movie, but I get what you're saying. I like would accept whole... that. However, um, I there's so much that could be explored yes. in a comic series about 13 Ghosts. Way more. Yes. And, exactly. uh, you could do yeah. stuff with, because your budget is infinite at that point. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's... And just reboot, like, just make it the sequel. Instead of a sequel movie, make it a sequel series that you just could go in mm-hmm. and give stories to more, some new 13 Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Wait, where's the 13 Ghosts Scooby-Doo mashup? Comic yeah. book, Ooh. anime. You know, uh, they, they <laughs> just finished even start that series off. It's just like one ghost, two ghosts, three ghosts, four, four ghosts. Like, it would, yeah. it would definitely be like a mixture of the thirteen ghosts of Scooby Doo with the Trump, but then they incorporate it into a house, and then they have to unite with Fred and the whole gang because that's the thing too about thirteen ghosts of Scooby Doo. Fred and Velma. Oh uh, yeah, Fred and Del- Velma were not in the series. It was just Daphne, Shaggy, Scooby, Scrappy. Vincent, was it Vincent Gould? Vincent Gould. Yeah, and the little kid that was the Rip Frack. We'll call him uh, Short Route. Short Route. <laughs> short Stat? <laughs> Small Fry. Word. <laughs> Not short. Anyways, um, so yes, I have been doing this. There's going to be a lot of fun editing points right. on this one tonight. It's going to be great. Uh, are you keeping them cunts? <laughs> we are killing it right now. We got Scooby Doo questions, a room full of cunts. I think we're gonna be good. That's the so band we were name. talking about we were talking about um, Preacher and yes. which is What's a failed? in Ennis yes. book. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you were doing the Instagram thing. Well, yes, well, yeah, stories. and so in my research for that uh, series, I had come across. Um, a, a comic series called Crossed, which oh. if is another Ennis book, <laughs> yes. Um, and it's so violent. I, is it Ennis or is it Ellis? Is uh, it Warren Ellis? Warren Ellis wrote uh, Crossed. Yes, mm. okay. So, But it's like L-N and it's both double and it's, you know, it's a whole thing. R- racking them is a nightmare. <laughs> um, but, 
Yeah, and so this series uh, ended up being one that I was just like, no, there's no way I can feature that because all it is is blood and guts and rape. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, and he hasn't been the only author for this series throughout its lifespan. It's kind of moved um, from author to author. And you get to a point where, like, you kind of just want to, like, hit these guys up on social media and be like, hey, man, you all right? Right, right, right. And the the kind of people that read it are like how are you reading this and enjoying it for what it is? And I, it's like, I, a, I'm not typically judgmental about people's comic choices, but that's one right, that I'm like, yeah, kind of sure? like what people say about transformers movies, they're action porn. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it was like, it was, if that's your, like you like, like we need more, like you mm-hmm. remember that particular rape. And it was like, like, no, like yeah. uh, that's why right. in the kick-ass book, like when the character, his love interest gets raped, in that book, they and I knew exactly what scene wasn't going to be in the movie. It's like, uh-huh. oh, this won't be in the movie. Mm-hmm. If they yeah. did do it, I'd be like, kudos to you, keep it to the source material. Like, yeah, I can see yeah, that. That's, like, that's like three episodes ago. And yeah. I saw that frame and almost wanted to turn against it. It's, but, um, it's hard. How do you feel about that kind of culture as far as like if someone chooses to read that kind of comic, do you think that that applies to them or if that's something that they're seeking out is that uh i don't know i mean it's because it is very like graphic it is very it is it i mean it takes a certain kind of person to um because this is not a comic that i would call mainstream Mm. and so it takes a certain kind of person to hear about it to want to to want to seek it out and find it Mm -hmm. and to come and get it which you know we we carry it it's right there i I mean i'm looking right at it on the on the shelf you can come buy it if you want you can come buy it and see what i'm talking about we will judge you but i'm silently judging you for buying it (laughs) that is that's accurate i'm sorry it's true that's that's everybody's superpower you'll agree with working here there's plenty of people that we can silently judge that come in very adamant about certain things yes Yes. yeah i mean but you know you don't have to look directly at me but i'm not i I didn't want you to feel (laughs) that i was talking about you but at the same time i wanted you to know when you went home that i was talking about you i mean for me personally i mean (laughs) all news is good news the guys that read x-men are typically the worst ones I know. Yeah. And, and the, 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 you know, there's this whole thing where. Bird of life. It's one of those things where you, I got, you, you don't want to hold it against. just happened. You, it's one of those things where you don't want to, um, you know, explain to your coworkers that they don't have a good sense of taste because they don't read X Men. But you want them to know. For real. It's not <laughs> extraordinary by any means. No, no, no. But it is astonishing how uh, low their bar is for good material. Uh. Mm. Almost uncanny, you'd say. Yes, like you might have to ex-force them <laughs> to well, read it. you got to wonder, what, what about these books is the X factor that makes you want to read it? No. About what books? <laughs> I think they oh. were trying to play off like a... As like many X titles as they You derailed it real fast. <laughs> that is a superpower in itself. Um, so it. coming to the end of this episode, because we are, we are running a little short on time... Um, what do you want out of the future of horror books or, or, or supernatural books, you know? Because they, they have started this, disappeared for a good while, came back, and are now commonplace. What do you want out of the future of these books? I mean, the best, in my opinion, the best horror comics out there um, strike home. They aren't, I'm not a big fan of, um, I don't know, I guess, like, slasher comics or um those those types of like horror sure like at its core all guts Um, no glory 
Right. Well, well, yeah. 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 I, I am much more into books that um, sort of deal more personally or more close to home. Um or that cause you to think. I mean, that was one of the reasons why Ice Cream Man continues oh, to stand out is because, yes. you know, it deals with, um, you know, drug addiction and depression and um, failed lives mm-hmm. and lost dreams. And it, it really hits you hard when it hits yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, ice Cream Puppy Man nappers. Yeah. The, okay. Puppy <laughs> nappers, yeah. Uh, ice Cream Man gets under your skin in one of the best ways because... You om- you can see the humanity in almost every one of the characters that it visits, but then it holds up uh, the dirty mirror that you just did coke off of it to your face, and it's like, hey, look, you're as messed up as, as everyone else. Yeah. No, I'm not going to relate, but I'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a metaphor. So, uh, it's, a, so I guess it's a metaphor. I would just like horror, the horror genre to continue to be um, intelligent. Yeah. And mm-hmm. To yeah, strive yeah. to to be multidimensional and not just go for the the jugular all the time. Yeah, the low hanging ah, fruit is easy. You actually right? want it to like hit home instead of just being. That's my like, preference. Yeah, just being like visceral and guts. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kelsey, what about you? What do you what do you want out of the future of this? Um, maybe um just a little more, like Tashina was saying, a uh, little more diversity. Uh, definitely like to see it. Um. Also get more mainstream because the more mainstream it becomes, it brings people back to the source material and the comic book industry is always dwindling, you know, so the more people you could get into a shop reading comics, if they if their first introduction from it was a TV series, I think that'd be good for everybody and it gives more people opportunities. You can create new characters, um, new IPAs, that way we don't that way we don't have the same things being rebooted all the time. It gives us something fresh. Once some people can get into it, and just for you know, having it being um, treated with care, give us um, very well written characters because that what makes um, the books like Witches and Somebody's Killing the Kids um, intriguing to me mm-hmm. because you get to fall in love or you get to care about the kids in it or the characters, and it's not just like here's the monster, here's the monster. You feel bad when these kids die, or you feel bad when this happens to this character. You want to read what happens next because you're invested in their story that just happens to feature something right. supernatural. Well, and uh, that's one of the things I love about Lock and Key. I- I'm constantly going to go back to Lock and Key because you do care about the kids. You're seeing them, you know, grow. You're seeing them learn and love and lose a lot, and uh, it's like live, laugh, love, but bad. And um, <laughs> man, die, cry, and the I, I'm not afraid of any of you, Cackle. so I'll say this. Um, <laughs> I cried at the end of Lock and Key because it was a, it was a full story, and I won't give it away, but there is this moment of a promise being fulfilled. And redemption, and damn, that hit me hard because it was a it was a scary book, it was a suspense filled book, but it still knew what it was from start to finish, and I think that's what a good horror book should do. Yes. It should put you on edge. It should make you look over your shoulder and be like, "Oh, am I alone in this room?" But at the same time, it needs to know what it is, start to finish, and I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me wanting this this out of books, but uh, I like when. Um, the evil isn't just cut and dry evil. There's uh, there's that um, what's the word? 
the you duality, have to question. you know? Yeah, like, is it just another force of the universe? Creation, destruction, light, dark, Will it happen evil. regardless? Exactly. Like, no matter if you're good or bad, this can happen to you. Right. Yeah, yeah. The, the great thing about Lock and Key, too, is is that just the, the pairing between Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. Oh, my God. I mean, Joe Hill writes the characters in such a way that they're they're very real and relatable, and you start to really get to know them. And um, Gabriel Rodriguez had this way of uh, sort of like the art becomes as the the further along in the series that you get, the art gets less childlike and cartoony. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. at the beginning, it almost looks it's Disney. It's very Disney. Like Bode art. looks like a little Disney character. Yes, I mean, mm. he's got these great big childlike <laughs> bright eyes, and I mean. Um, it, it, the further you get into the series, the the older the art begins mm-hmm. to look, and, and things really it progress. becomes the story. It, it, it's uh, symbiotic, right? So it's it's definitely it is definitely tugging at whatever heartstrings it can it can grab onto. And the great thing about uh, witches, which um, I don't think Kelsey mentioned at all, is that the art is done by Jock, who most people would know now by uh, the Batman Who Laughs. Really? Yeah. Same guy. Oh, that's yeah. some fantastic art. Yeah, and and so the the fact that it has, I mean, if you know anything about the Batman who laughs or have not by some now. miracle seen a picture of it's him, everywhere. look him up. Yeah, because he is scary as fuck. Cosplay bait, man. That's yeah, <laughs> and so so the fact that his art is all over witches is amazing. It really puts you into that atmosphere and into that state of mind to read yeah. a scary story about witches. Which and is hard to do sometimes. You get, you, get a, you get some authors who, they've got a great story, or you get some artists who have really good work, but the pairing isn't always there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's plenty of books out there <laughs> on that rack that are just, not everything is going to be Hellboy. Or witches, be. or right. lock and key, right. where somehow, by some fate, they're in step, and it's perfect. Well, well, Ice Cream Man is sort of like has really weird art. Everyone's got these yeah. big teeth. It, yes, I mean, or little teeth. Ah, like when you see them after yeah. the pre it's all, it's a lot of teeth. crooked tooth. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But you get used to it. The more you, the more, the further you get into that series, the more you kind of can't imagine anyone else doing it. Anyone else it doing works the art for it perfectly once you get used to mm-hmm. the visuals. It's mm-hmm. off-putting at first. Exactly. It's very yeah. off-putting. Um, we're gonna go ahead and bring it to a close, uh, Tashina. Uh, what's your favorite Halloween memory, and uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Where can the people find you? Um, well, I'm on Instagram and Facebook if you want to find me. Um, I am rather introverted, so don't be surprised if I don't... Introvert. <laughs> introvert. <laughs> if I don't respond. But, um, I, I mean, I'm always at, at the store, and, you know, we've got a great, big, giant event going on this weekend. Um, yeah, tell us about that, because this will be coming out this week, so uh, 26. Yeah, yeah. We've got Halloween Comic Fest. Yes. Um, yeah, which is this Saturday. Um, both stores, we're going to be giving away um, goodie bags to the first 25 people. There's free comics. Um, I've been working my teeny tiny fingers to the bone on some activities for you. I'm looking at one right now, and i got to tell you folks, uh, if I can paint you a word picture, the words I'd use are fucking amazing. You, <laughs> i got to show you the, the brains for that. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So but think about what that could see, be. Surprise yeah. is incoming. See, if yeah. you only had a brain and now she's going to give you one. Right? She is. 
The Oz. Whoa. I am like Ooh. Oz around here. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, the, exactly. I'm, I'm the wizard behind the, the curtain. The curtain. <laughs> yeah, that makes all the, events oh. happen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know how epic of a sentence that was. She is the Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Respect I'm changing, I'm changing my social media handles to I am the Oz tonight. So if you want to there you go. There you go. Yeah. Oh, what's your favorite Halloween memory? Um, Probably uh, I... I maybe you don't know this about me. Probably not. I have two boys, and my oldest it turned nine this year. Wow! Um, but when he was, let's see, three, uh, three, and then when he was four, I took him trick or treating, and his costumes were just the cutest damn thing that I have ever seen in my <laughs> life. So that's, I guess, I know that's kind of like no. a cheesy, corny mom thing hey, to say. Hey, you're not, you know it's what? It's the truth. It's we the asked, truth. We asked you for it, you gave exactly. it Exactly. There was zero corny about that. <laughs> Kelsey, Except what about you? Except for the candy corn he got that night, right? Uh, what's your favorite <laughs> Halloween memory, Kelsey? And uh, where can the people find you? What do you, what do you, what do you want to plug? Um, let's see now. Where you can find me, Instagram, Snapchat, Kelsey for show. Kelsey DeAndre Griff, that's my name. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Follow me if you if you would like. Um... He's got a dope new profile picture, by the way. Oh, thank you. Dude is cheesing. <laughs> hey, yo. You got he's cheesing. When the camera's on, he you got to cheese. He's straight it up. It's beautiful. Yeah. I do what I do, baby. I do what I do. But um, the, um, things I want to plug. Um, let's see what's coming up. Oh, we're going to be at Hooked on Books Saturday. Um, it's a special event um, showcasing local artists. And we're going to be on doing a 15-minute Q&A section about podcasting. Um, the event starts at uh, 2, and it goes on to 6. Um, come by, check it out. Um, and as far as my favorite Halloween memory um, or moment, I would say... Well, because we're actually going to do like a little special Halloween um, episode, so I'm going to save some of that. for. But yeah, just, yeah. Don't give away all the goods. No, no, no. I just want to give quick. pocket that. <laughs> pocket that. Like Mandy Moore. That every little thing is in my pocket. Yeah. That's a callback, baby. Well, is, is that from that movie yeah, where she yeah. died of cancer? Yes. And then uh-huh. she had the sequel comic book we talked about, Walk Through Hell. Like. But, um, <laughs> but one of my favorite mo- memories was coming up with this concept in high school with my buddies called All Hallows Eve. It was a story loosely based on our friendship, our friend group and how it incorporated NORAD and various um, uh, monuments and um, historic places in Colorado Springs. It was like a zombie slash demon, apocalyptic plague that happened all in one night. Then that spit off into a sequel that spun off into a trilogy that spun off into an animated series. Yes, that I, I've seen that one. It's called Grindhouse. <laughs> and then, it, <laughs> then low-key, there was a video game tie-in. <laughs> the Simpsons did it, you know. So, you know. No idea is original, but I'm pretty sure there were in a whole bunch God of... God damn. I'm pretty sure. No, it's Just actually savage. more um, um, Stargate meets um, Hellraiser meets... Some other shit, but okay. yeah, <laughs> it was just one of the fun memories. And we, every now and again, we all just talk about it, and sometimes I just go back through the old notes and read them. Like, does it make you mm-hmm. angry that you're that you're from your friend group, Robert Rodriguez, just went on to do it on his own? Yo, he had to do his thing. He had to do spikes, man. <laughs> like, right. I'm never gonna hold back my amigo. <laughs> Fly like an eagle. There you go. Yeah. Uh, as far as I go, um, 
You can find me on Instagram, Blue Morpho, where the O's are uh, zeros, all one word. Facebook, Daniel Rojas. It's a picture of me pretending to be more important than I am. Uh, make sure you follow the podcast on uh, Instagram, important. Facebook. Uh, we should be getting a Twitter up here at some point. True. And, you know, find the episodes. Well, obviously, you're listening to the episode. But tell your friends to find us on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Yes, sir. Uh, for me, favorite uh, Halloween memory. This one's hmm. going to be tricky. Hmm. Uh, there was a time when I was a kid, and this was before uh, I, my, my parents were like, you know, even open to the idea of Halloween because that's the devil's birthday. There might be a reason I'm fascinated with all Is that stuff dumb? now. But um, we we went to a harvest fest, and uh, you know, you, you throw the the, the, the little fucking uh, rings, and you try and get it around a bowl, and you get that fish. Well, me and some friends, being stupid teenagers, <laughs> seeing who would eat the fish. Wait, after you caught it, after we caught it, just, yeah, just like out. I grew out the short end of the stick and ended up throwing up that fish later on that night. He was not dead. Yo. So, uh, that's my favorite <laughs> Halloween memory. Um, uh, thanks for listening tonight, guys. Uh, we really appreciate your support on this show. Uh, Tashina, thank you so much for your time. Uh, yeah, of course. This is actually take two. Yeah, so, it is. We, we look forward to having you on the show again. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, make some... Some notes, and uh, maybe you'll replace me or Kelsey for, you know, Word. Uh, a, a Freaky Friday. <laughs> Does that mean I have to come dressed as one of you? You have to dress as both of us. Uh, and then like we get some Two-Face shit? And then we get to be yeah. the guest. Word. Yeah, yeah. and then we, you and okay, I, Kelsey. Okay, but then who's going to dress like me? We both will. I will not. Because <laughs> I, I don't mean, need I new fan base. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, I love all my fans. <laughs> uh, tonight, we're going to leave you with Lost in the Mail by Colors and Static. They are a local band. Uh, they've actually got a book. Or, or a book. A booker? <laughs> they've actually got a show coming up December 11th. It's going to be a big one for them. This is their first theater show. And they've also got their second EP coming out at the end of the month. So there may be a show coming up for that, but make sure you check them out as, at colorsandstatic.com. Uh, if you or anyone you know would like to have your music featured on the show, email us at escaping.podcast at gmail.com. We'll put your sexy tunes up there as long as you let our sexy voices accompany it. Uh, oh, thanks for listening, yeah. everyone. <laughs> remember, there can only be one chum bucket. And just remember, guys, we're always here for you. So if you got any way to listen, break free and be an escape. Stay in the candy, y'all. Never met a hellhound I couldn't take. I saw the devil in your smile Couldn't stand to stay in paradise So I found the state of denial We must have been double-crossed By the stars a dozen times The lines on our palms spelling out poetry in convoluted lies They say distance makes the heart grow fonder But the glow between us was too big to fail The lines that were meant to connect us Must have gotten lost in the mail Lost in the mail Four-leaf clovers Dotting 
Must have gotten lost in the mail.